Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for listening to this introduction of the Chaos Plan. We will be doing these regularly as part of the Homebrew Review Podcast. Uh, After we get a couple of these released, we will start just putting them in whenever we have a new person join in the group. And that could be anyone at any time. All it takes to join the game is to donate and be a part of our Patreon page. For $2 a month, you're guaranteed this style of game as well as larger groups of four to six people, depending on how many people are able to record at whatever time we say we are going to. This will be done mostly over our Discord channel, which is another perk of our Patreon page. If you join for just a dollar, not only will you have access to all of the audio files there, but you can also listen to us live. We will be recording, like I said, on Discord, so just mute your mic and listen in on the fun. We really hope to see you all here as this is something that we are very, very passionate about and want to keep going. This is a live style game and will be a ton of fun for anybody that wants to join. If you have friends and groups, all of you guys can donate and play as a group when you are able to. I will not be the only DM. I know you guys are probably getting tired of hearing me. So we will also have guest DMs running their own games in this in my world. So we hope to see you there. All right, thank you once again for joining us for another introduction of the Chaos Plan. This week, I am with one of our very, very special Patreon members, Lydia, and she will tell you all about her character in just a moment. As you all know, the Chaos Plan is a new game that we're starting up, a series of one-shots, so if you want to take part, please, please, please visit our Patreon, donate just $2 a month, and you can take part in this game. We will be starting up group games very, very soon. And I apologize if my voice sounds a little bit off today. I've got a bit of a cold and we're working through that because D&D is life. Can't slow down for sickness. All right. So, Lydia, go ahead and introduce your character and tell us a little bit about her. Oh, of course. Yes, um, my name's Lydia and I will be playing Findia Aravail Lothal. Or simply Findia or Fin. She is a very young, very useful wood elf uh, of the Tangle, formerly to her clan of the Aravale. She is lesser than most wood elves of her ilk, or even that of high elves. Typically, those of her region tend to lean more towards arcane matters or interplanar matters. She always took a bit more of a practical route more of a climber and explorer than anything an introvert by nature and very much within herself when the time came to choose her path she opted for a more experimental route with the new discoveries of portals and the uses of them the ability to travel across the worlds there was a new branch necessary and so Findia uh, became within herself a pathfinder or a very young one at this. Her role then became far more in line with scouting, spying, 
Diplomats being a diplomat's person arranged with binding, negotiating, and sorting through various trade routes, negotiations, and all the sorts. She is, of course, very young, dressed uh, in very traditional wood elf armor, uh, leaf-like leather across her. Her hair is quite dark and long, uh, nude pale skin, and very fine features, unnaturally so, much like others of her kin. Her cloak is very grey, hanging over one shoulder, and attempting to look at it is almost strange. Your eye is very much drawn away from it. It's remarkably unremarkable. <laughs> and aside from that, <laughs> that's all I can say. Okay. We will be starting in Fayport, which is on the Tangle Island. This is a very, very natural area, a very, very close-to-nature area. The beasts here are the largest and the most varied that you will find anywhere in the world. Same thing with the plants. It is a very, very natural place. The elves are the primary inhabitants of this whole section of the Tangle. It's kind of split up into three main parts. Fayport is a very Tolkien elf-looking settlement. Uh, most of the structures are still living trees, and lots of different bridges and branches are shaped and grown to create a very, very natural environment. You would have been asked by a friend to escort a yuk uh, by the name of Hainir, Hainir, uh, who is a planar scholar. He studies the portals and the different planes and everything that happens. He needs to go and explore some of these strange portals that have been opening up. Uh, this whole forested area, it is very common for portals to the uh, Feywild and to the Shadowfell to open up, but some strange new portals have begun appearing. Uh, the three that you would be sent to investigate, or one of these three, is the the first of these three portals is completely black and opaque. Uh, nothing really passes through it at all. Uh, it is a very dark, uh, almost as if it's absorbing the light. So even if it was a black backdrop at night, you could still see this black, opaque portal. There is another portal very close to it that has a red and black glow to it, almost a lava type look as the as if lava is uh, coming out of the ground and then splitting and new is coming out and then forming that black rock. That is kind of the the look of this portal. Uh, all you can hear on the other side is the crackling of embers. And the third portal, which is a little bit further back than the other two, is an ever-shifting dark purple and blue nebula. Almost as if you're staring up into the sky, into the universe itself, and watching the movement of those celestial bodies. So this friend of yours has asked you to help escort this Yuke um, to complete this task because they are running around like crazy trying to figure out what's going on within the town, and they know that you are silent and swift enough to help support him without giving away a location. Uh, being one of the better scouts in the area, uh, they would definitely rely on your skill to help keep him safe from a distance a little bit. Uh, so we will go ahead and start from there. You would have two days of prep time uh, within the town to do kind of what you want. You have been given a stipend of go ahead and roll me a D100, Lydia. Oh, of course. Uh, that would be a 36. 
You have been given a prepayment of 36 gold uh, gold pieces to get yourself ready to go. Uh, so you can do whatever you want with that 36 gold pieces. You would have also been given two potions of healing, just regular 2d4 plus two potions. So what would you like to do in the first day before your departure? Oh, goodness. Yes, of course. Well, um, I would very much like to, as first cause of matter, try and figure out uh, if there's been any... Uh, talk recently of these particular portals has anything been seen exiting them? Has there been disturbances around or just get a general idea of what the populace is saying about if anything at all? Okay, yeah. Uh, the populace wouldn't know a whole lot, but they would definitely direct you to the Mages Guild. And once you get to the Mages Guild, they would say, yeah, there have been some pretty strange things that poke their heads through and then immediately pull back. Um, the most active of them is the red one, uh, the one with the magma and all of that. Occasionally they will hear war cries and what they believe is orcish. Um, they haven't had anybody there that understands the language when it happens. Uh, and then there will be a great clattering and clanging of metal on metal and screams and then it'll die out. But other than that, the black opaque one has been completely silent. Uh, nothing, no noise, no anything has happened with that one. And the furthest one, that Starryscape one, uh, there's just that ever-present shifting uh, of the lights and whatnot that happens. Other than that, nothing has really peaked out. Oh, I see. Yeah, the, the black one scares me the most, but I suppose this is a matter for those more of great expertise, which I suppose is why I'm here, to help it's, it's, it's the necessary personnel. Right. Thank you. Um, there's nothing else that could help at all uh, contribute to this expedition. All right. Uh, so then after that, uh, would you... who Would you talk to anybody else? Would you gather any information? Uh, or would you call it a night and rest until the next day? Uh, have I already been acquainted with um, Hainu? Uh, Hanier. Hanier, thank you. Yes, he will be arriving tomorrow morning, bright and early, uh, and then he will meet with you and coordinate, and then first thing the next day at dawn, you will take off. Okay. Yes, I I don't have much else I need to do, so I will just go for my rounds, just see my general vicinity for a while, go for a wander, before settling down. Okay. You retire then, and uh, the next day... Hanier appears from the Mage's Guild out of one of the portals, and uh, he comes out to meet you. He would immediately uh, stick out his hand, shake it. He's a very, very large-looking individual, very, um, or not large, he's a very tall individual, skinny, skinny limbs. Something looks slightly off about him. The normal humanoid-type look is there, but it's just a little bit off. He is a very magical creature. Um, the Uke is from Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, for anybody that's played that. Um, and he is in a very large chain shirt and wields a warhammer and shield. You cannot see any of his face as he has a golden mask um, kind of over the top of it. Not quite a Plague Doctor mask, but pretty close with kind of the beak to it. He has a very, very deep voice. And when he sticks his hand out to shake, he says... Hello, I am here to be escorted, I believe, and you are my escort, correct? 
Oh, um, I look around. Yes, of, of course. Uh, yes, that's me. Um, am I familiar with his kind? I don't if Am I previously encountered or heard of you probably would have seen the occasional Yuke, um, especially if you hung out around the Mages Guild at all, um, as they are a very magical, uh, very magically inclined race, but uh, not probably interacted a whole lot. They are very direct, very uh, to the point, so unless you had means to actually speak to one, uh, you probably wouldn't have actually interacted with one. Oh, I probably have not. I might have seen one across... The, the road at some instance, but I just looked at them curiously. Um, yes. Uh, so, um, you, uh, I could look. Uh, it's, uh, hang, hang you. Hey, hang you. Uh, um, yes, I was sent by my clan as representative. I am to guide you to the, uh, discovered portals and make sure you are safe on your journey. Then I hope this trip goes well, and I hope for your safety as well. And he kind of... Oh, thank you. Yes, and when he looks you over, you can see a bit of a blue glow beneath his mask as he's looking at you. And uh, he kind of nods his head a little bit. And you're not exactly sure what he was checking out. It was some sort of magical sense. Um, but he gave you the once over and his, uh, approved what he saw, for lack of a better term. And then says, Now... For this town, what all are we going to need on our trip? I know nothing of your forests outside of the... Uh, I, I know nothing of the lands outside of Fayport itself. Is there any equipment, any specialized things that I'm going to need? First of all, I feel a bit violated by his gaze, but I'll ignore that. Move on. Right, um, well, generally the forests around this area are... Mostly safe, except for times like these where random portals begin opening up all kinds of strange and mysterious creatures wander. Uh, so long as your arms appropriately are prepared to uh, adapt when necessary, then we should be safe as long as we follow and be cautious of the main roads. Aside from that, uh, so do, do you need food? Do you eat food? Water? Yes, I will check myself into an inn uh, momentarily. Oh, of course. Um, in which case, just making sure you're prepared for usual conditions. Uh, and, if necessary, a bit of minor traversing over difficult terrain. Perhaps rope. In fact, rope. Always come with rope. I believe I have some in Excellent. my pack here. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Uh, aside from that, we should not encounter much issues. I, I'm quite familiar with the areas just outside. Wonderful. Then I will take a brief walk around if you care to accompany me. Oh, of course. I'll just be at least ten feet back. <laughs> okay. You then, uh, he kind of does a walk around of the inside perimeter of Fayport, just kind of getting a feel for it, and you can see him stop every once in a while, and where like a crystal would be or some sort of magically attuned something, he would kind of reach his hand out and and touch it just a little bit and feel that, that spark of magic and then nod his head and keep going. And when you see uh, the odd citizen, for lack of a better term, those that you know come from other planes, such as the Githyanki or uh, the occasional Janassi or any of those other 
races that would have something that from outside of this plane in their bloodline. You see that same blue glow light up right underneath the mask just a little bit, and then he nods his head and keeps going. Um, after walking... What's that? Oh, it was just... Uh, while he continues doing this, I I would very much love just to poke up for him and say, uh, what exactly are you, are you doing? I mean, you're not bothering anyone, obviously, but you have this about you. Are you reading like magical qualities or are you extracting it? I, 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 I must admit I'm curious. Yeah, he explains to you, uh, he says, my eyes being from the different realms and seeing as much as I have seen, my eyes naturally detect creatures of a different plane and when I look upon them I can tell where they originally came from. I see a lot of the Feywild about this place, and I want to make sure that our security is being upheld. The last thing we need is to be retreating from one of these portals and be attacked in the back. Oh, right. Well, keep up the good job. <laughs> I'll hang back. All right. He continues then, and you guys exit out of Bayport, and it's a pretty long distance around this town. It's a very, very um, large-sized port uh, for these times, for lack of a better term, approximately 20 kilometers uh, in diameter. Uh, very, very large because of the trees and whatnot being as spread out as they are. Um, so he walks all the way around there, and after doing all of that, he says, let us retire to my inn, and we can study this map and make a plan for tomorrow morning. Yes, excellent plan. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, he then takes you to the inn that he's staying at. Let me roll to see the name of that. All right, you guys will be staying, uh, staying, or he will be staying at the Dancing Leaf. So you guys are in the Dancing Leaf Inn, and in the common room, he picks kind of a quieter corner and very noticeably pushes the tables back from that corner just a little bit to give you guys some room. And he sits down and orders a drink and motions for you to order a drink on his tab, puts down a a coin to pay for both, and then unfurls this very large map of the area. On this map, you see where the Feyport is and little green and black circles of where known portals between the Feywild and the Shadowfell are. And then you see three distinct marked X's on the map. Uh, approximately 15 kilometers from the town, uh, from the edge of the town, is the first portal, the dark opaque one. Approximately two kilometers past that is the uh, red magma type uh, portal. And then five kilometers beyond that is that purple starlight one. You see that they follow the main road, or you could follow the main road for about half of the journey and then kind of have to pick your way through the forest. You wouldn't be passing any other known portals, luckily, because, you know, the Feywild isn't a big issue. Occasionally you'll be lit up with dancing lights and whatnot uh, if you get too close. Uh, The Shadowfell ones are a little bit more dangerous, but not as bad as long as you aren't going at night. Um, Of course. So he shows you this map and says... I am not the expert here on the terrain and the layout and the priorities. Uh, what have you heard, and which do you think we should tackle first? Oh, well, I would say that personally, um, keeping to the main road for as long as we can would be quite wise. It's, it's especially not with company. It's not safe to linger too far from the road. 
especially with so many active portals at this time. I suggest we target this o- this opaque one as quickly as possible as, well, I admit I am not an expert at the nature of portals specifically, but it worries me the most. From there, it should not be hard to cut our, well, well, and navigate our way through the woodlands, reaching the next two portals. We have the time and ability. That sounds like a good plan to me. I am unfamiliar with what is going on, so when we get to the portals, I will first gaze upon it and determine where it comes from. Uh, It will take about one minute for me to determine what is going on, so I will need somebody to watch my back while that happens. After that... Yes. After that, if we wish to enter into them, we can, but only for a limited time. I don't want to risk ourselves inside the portal and get lost. I would like to get this information back to the Mage's Guild as quickly as possible. Understood. We shall tackle this uh, sequentially then uh, and then laid out in a nice way where we can do that efficiently. All right. He says then, if you have no other business for me, I will go ahead and return to the Mage's Guild for a few hours and charge the crystals that I will need to close these portals down. If you need me before then, come find me at the Mage's Guild. If not, I will meet you at the front gates early in the morning. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, bright and early. I, I have no need of your services right now. Thank you. Thank you. See you at first light. And then uh, he goes ahead and exits the tavern at that point, returning to the Mage's Guild. Is there? It's. Uh, it would be early evening at this point. The sun. The sun would have set uh, just. Not 30 minutes ago. Uh, would you need to do anything else uh, before leaving, or do you want to retire and get yourself ready for the next morning? Um, I would say I have needs of just only one thing, if possible. Is there a Fletcher I could possibly visit nearby very quickly to try and grab some additional amulet? Yes, you would very easily be able to find a Fletcher and get any of the supplies that you need. And go ahead and roll me a percentile die to see how good their stock is. Ah, 78. All right, they have a very, very good stock here. And you find with... Yes, you find within it that they have um, a discounted uh, set of magical arrows there. An apprentice enchanter wasn't exactly sure what he was doing while enchanting these, and so they believe they will have some sort of effect, elemental or um, condition-wise, when they hit, but they aren't sure what. Uh, They'll they'll sell them to you, five arrows, for uh, five gold pieces. Of course. Uh, Do you have any more than these if we get five? Just those five for the crazy effect arrows. Other than that, they do have a ton of other um, arrows and quivers and everything that you need there. Of course, I will gladly take those five arrows off you and the, the, your experiment. Um, is it possible that you might have any other arrows? The uh, standard arrows would be fine, but anything particular for going up against uh, perhaps other planar beings... Yeah, uh, they would have with the 78, they would definitely have, um, let me see here, roll for it. Okay, they would have three arrows of aberration slain. You would know that aberrations are typically what you would find coming out of these portals if they don't lead to another regular plane, for lack of a better term, like another standard world. 
uh, you would know that aberrations would be the next thing that you would probably face. Uh, they would sell them to you for... Uh, go ahead and roll me a charisma persuasion check. Oh, no. <laughs> that would be a four. Okay. No discount on them. For the three arrows, um, they would sell them to you for 25 gold pieces. And they would be plus one to attack and damage. And then if you slay an aberration with them, it deals an additional 1d6 damage to an aberration. Uh, right. Um, I'll, if, I'll just take normal arrows uh, if you have 40 standard. Thank you, though. Okay, not a problem. Yep, they sell you those arrows and... Uh, Say thank you very much on the way out. All right, then. Uh, anything else you would like to do before you go, then? Uh, just do my usual walk around and then sit on the night. Okay. You do your usual walk, looking out over the uh, landscape as it slowly starts getting dark, and the town slowly quiets around you. Uh, everything is very, very calm and relaxed given what's going on outside of the gates uh, you look upon it and just kind of shake your head at the silliness of all of this you know the drunk teens well in elf terms teens the drunk teens on wine stumbling around having no idea of what is just on the other side of the walls that surround this place so you are very easily able to retire and then get up pre-dawn to get yourself ready and then do you immediately head to the gates or do you stop anywhere along the way? Oh, I will definitely head straight to meet with my friend, although I will take the longest route possible. Okay. Yes, taking the longest route, you see the occasional slumped over drunk teen that you saw last night uh, in his reverie. Um, and then uh, as you're passing by, one of the local bakers would hand you out a uh, uh, piece, a roll or something, uh, you know, waving hello and whatnot, seeing you, and you're slowly able to get over, or slowly able to make your way to the front gates where Hanier is waiting. Uh, he greets you upon seeing you, saying, Good morning, Fim. It is a wonderful morning, and I hope that we are able to return before dark. Oh, yes. Um, if we're quick, if our aim is to return before dark, hopefully we will have time. Um, I'm glad that you are well this morning, as am I. Uh, so you want him to lead the way, or are you going to lead the way? I will, uh, first, I will lead the way first of all, just to make sure everything's well. And once we're on the main road, I will allow him to take a small lead, but I will be following, <laughs> if not just behind, alongside, just keeping off, just off the Okay, uh, what is your passive perception? My passive perception, that is, that would be 18. Oh, wow. That's significant. Okay. So, um, as you're walking along the road, you are very easily able to dodge the occasional roots and whatnot. Um, you see the regular wildlife, nothing too crazy. Uh, the birds start chirping as you left right at dawn, and the entire first half of the trip is completely uneventful. Once you start cutting into the forest, it gets a little bit trickier, and uh, the occasional wild dog and whatnot does kind of come up and growl, but with a roar or some sort of loud noise, they, sh they shoo and scatter away. How close would you get before uh, to the portal before having uh, Hennier take the uh, lead? I would 
not get too close. I would watch from a distance, uh, although closer than I'd allow Henya to go first. Um, you guys get within about uh, 200 feet of the portal, and he draws out his warhammer and shield, getting them ready, and slowly begins approaching this dark, black, opaque portal. Uh, you hear absolutely nothing, almost not as if the silent spell is in effect, but as if it is, all the sound is muffled, like after a rain. Uh, it's just so much quieter than it normally would be. And he gets up right near it, and his that, that very familiar blue glow starts, but this is a much more intense, it's almost lighting up the mask around him. And he steps back very, very quickly and says... Uh, that this portal leads to the deepest, darkest place of the Earth, the Underdark itself, where creatures uh, that have never known the light exist. He does not suggest entering it uh, for but a few seconds just to look around. He does not have dark vision, um, so he would need to strike a light uh, if we stepped in. He would assume that you do, being an elf. Um, or Yes, I can see. Okay, uh, he cautions you, if you are to look into this, to be very, very careful. Otherwise, he would be happy to close the gate uh, without stepping foot. He would just need a guard while he did so. What if you choose to do? I will watch. I, I will keep guard. All right, since he doesn't have dark vision, he would rather not step into this. And so he says... I'll be doing this blind. I don't know what's on the other side of the gate, so something could jump out right away or nothing at all. Uh, just be ready to defend me as I won't be able to use my Warhammer two-handed. I will have to set down my shield and hold the crystal to channel enough energy to close this gate. I will not hear. All right. As he begins this, I'm going to go ahead and roll. Uh, it takes a full minute, so I'm going to roll 3d20 to see if anything happens. Well, when he begins, I'd like to see if I could find some sort of at least hidden vantage point where I can take cover and remain up. Oh, yeah. Um, you would be able to see that there are very large trees all around you, so you could climb a tree or kind of hide behind the trunk of one. Um, there's also a felled tree about 60 feet away from the portal that is about four and a half foot in diameter, so you could kind of you know, hide behind that and shoot if you needed as well. I will hide behind that. Okay, so then you're positioned about 60 feet away. Uh, he would have taken a couple steps back, so he would be about 20 feet away from the portal as it's channeling. So uh, for the first the first third of the ritual, uh, the crystal begins to glow and shift in color, and nothing seems to come out as this portal stays completely circular in nature. For the second portion, I rolled the exact same. So the portal begins to waver a little bit and kind of shake, and the, the shape is no longer as nice as it once was, but um, oh. it's it's slowly starting to close. Um, just so you know, I got a 20 on stealth just behind. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And last but not least, that one, something will happen. So the portal, as it's almost ready to close, it is down to about the size of a basketball. Uh, you see a claw come shooting out and start wriggling, trying to pull its way out of the portal. It is a green reptilian-looking tentacle thing with all sorts of razor-sharp teeth on the end of it. Would you loose your arrow? Yes, I will. 
Yes, as soon as I see it, I lose. All right, go ahead and make the attack roll with advantage. Okay. All right, so I release a shot from my longbow, and it is a 19 to hit. Yes, that very much hits. Go ahead and roll the damage. Which is very good, because without advantage, that was a natural one. So this is with sneak attack? Yes. So that is five. Nineteen damage. Oh my goodness, that was almost exactly what you needed. Go ahead and roll me a uh, uh, d20 and let me know if it's 10 or higher. 19. Okay, I will give you that one point that you needed. The tentacle thing pulls back into the portal right as it slams closed, and the entire valley goes silent. You see that uh, the blue glow behind his mask and the crystal uh, slowly dim until he is standing regular again. Uh, he wipes a bit of imaginary sweat off of his mask and says, Let us continue on to the next portal. Yes. Um, you're welcome. I follow along. Yes. <laughs> he does thank you. Uh, once you get up a little bit closer to him, he does thank you and commends you on that shot uh, because it was a very small target from 60 feet away. So you continue on to the next portal. Uh, let me see. Nope. Nothing happens. Uh, as you walk the couple kilometers to the next portal. Uh, right as you get to about that same 200-foot mark, he once again pulls out his warhammer and shield and approaches. Are you going to try and take cover behind anything, uh, or do you want to wait yes. until he figures out uh, what's kind of there? Uh, I will, yeah. I want him to give his, his assessment. Okay, he continues then to walk up to the portal, and when he gets about within 10 or uh, 10 feet or so of it, you see that glow start again. And as that glow is picking up, you hear an orcish scream uh, come out of that portal and then go silent. He continues looking at it and he says, This is a very strange portal. It goes to another world called Azeroth, I believe. There is a something under here. This is very far below the surface. Uh, but it is bright enough. We could take a look inside if you wanted. Um, I, I, oh, the temptation, I will admit, it, it quite large, but uh, you, you may, I will find a vantage point. I'm here to guard you, N not satiate my curiosity. Okay. He steps in and kind of peeks his head into it, and then he rears back and says, there are creatures in here. Uh, orcs, it looks like, and they are being attacked by some sort of troll-looking creature, some sort of of, of strange other humanoid. Uh, they, it doesn't look like they're winning. We Do you want to help them? Uh, not exactly. Uh, I yell over from my vantage. Uh, uh, he says that he says okay. that right within their portal there are a large uh, number of stones and boulders and whatnot that you could hide behind if you wanted to come in. Um, is this, there's no edicts or anything about? Oh, one must not interfere beyond the portals. It's okay. Um, ah, fine. I run up and okay. I will enter the portal with them. Okay, you jump through the portal, and the first thing you see is two orcs. Uh, they look to be very, very beaten, are standing around this very large creature. Go ahead and give me a uh, nature check uh, or a history check to see if you know what this creature is. Uh, I'll do nature. 
It is a 14. Uh, you believe it's called a trog? Um, you're not 100% sure, but it is an underground dwelling, very barbaric creature. Um, and you see that it is uh, wielding a very large club, and it swings down at one of these orcs and crushes it completely. It falls to the ground. You see several other orcs all around it. You are about 120 feet away from where all this is happening. There's kind of a, a large tunnel going through, and lava occasionally uh, goes over this tunnel, or over this uh, small walkway type thing before retreating back. You see that Henier is already pulling out his club and shield and getting ready to run towards it. Uh, you can see that you can find a vantage point about 90 feet away if you want to. That is completely... Uh, you would have like three quarters cover within all of these boulders. Otherwise, you can approach closer and find another spot with half cover. If you wish to attack, uh, go ahead and roll initiative and we will get started. Alright. Um, I will look for the nearest possible cover. I have plenty of range. Okay, yeah, then uh, about 90 feet away from the action, there's a bunch of boulders. You would have three quarters cover. Okay, I went. Alright. That is 21. Oh, wow. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm very happy with my rolls. It was 17 plus 4. Yeah. Uh, Hanier didn't do very good. He got a 10. And then the Trogs got a 17. All right. So we begin combat. The uh, orc, the last orc that's standing there, uses his other hand uh, to brace his great axe. As the club comes down on it, he falls down to the ground, not dead, but definitely beaten and bloodied. Um, go ahead and start with your turn. All right. Um, so I'm at this cover now. Or do I have to keep moving towards? Uh, no, you can get up to it uh, before we roll the initiative. All right. I will prepare a shot then at this creature and I'm going to try and test out one of these elemental arrows. These random ones, I have no idea what they'll do. Alright, uh, when you roll it, roll me a d4, or a d6 uh, with the attack roll. With the attack roll, okay. So, first shot, is this an advantage and sneak attack? Yes. That is a 25 to hit? Yes, that very much hits. Roll a d6. Um, that is a four. A four. As that arrow finds purchase within the trog's uh, very muscled chest, it begins to bubble, and he screeches out as acid slowly starts to eat away. Go ahead and roll a d4 with your regular damage. Okay. That is another four. Um, so that is... 27 damage. Oh, wow. That is very significant. The trog roars out as it plunges into his chest, and he is not looking good at this point. Anything uh, else that you'd like to do? I will use my bonus action to hide again. Okay. So, stealth. All right. That is... Uh, no! It's a natural one! <laughs> oh, no. As you go to uh, duck... Yep. Plus eight, so nine. Okay, okay. Uh, as you go to duck behind, you kind of lose your footing a little bit, let out a little bit of a yip as you start to slip. And uh, the very large trog focuses right on you. And he roars out, and two more trogs come bursting out of the sides 
of this kind of tunnel type area. They are still 90 feet away from you though. So they double dash over to where uh, Hennier is kind of standing. Uh, so now there are three trogs surrounding Hennier. Um, the orc is still laying on the ground. Uh, we then move on to Hennier's turn. Hennier is going to let out a uh, roar of his own and swing down his warhammer. Uh, you see as he does, it burns with kind of a green energy. And that definitely hits the smaller trog on the side and deals to him. Eight points of uh, bludgeoning damage and then four points of fire damage to the one next to him as this green energy ships over and envelops the one next to it. Uh, he also goes ahead and he's going to channel one of his abilities into his Warhammer, and after it hits, it begins to vibrate with a very, very intense energy, and this shock almost runs through the creature, uh, like a shockwave kind of a thing, and it deals an additional six points of damage, and the smaller trog falls to the ground. We then move back onto you, Fem. Alright, so was the one that I previously attacked, is that Gonja? No, he's still alive. He's not doing too, uh, I mean, he's not doing great, but he's still alive. Alright, I will target him again. Um, I will use another one of these elemental. Okay, so, well, first I'll stealth. I'll, I'll move along quickly and I'll go back to stealth. Okay. So, bonus action. Uh, that is. 18. Okay, yep, you are not spotted. Okay, I will then go ahead and sneak attack and and pew. All Oof. right. Okay, uh, that is that is a nine. Oh no. With, with advantage, I rolled a one and a three. Oh goodness gracious. Yeah, snow That's, yeah. It pings off of one of the rocks on the side. Go ahead and roll me the d6, though, to see if anything happens. Okay. That is a one. A one. As it hits that, you see that it ignites a little bit. Uh, and the arrow and the uh, arrowhead all burn into ash as it strikes. All right. Oh we, <laughs> we move on to the trogs. Uh, the smaller of the trogs swings out at Hein. And let's see... It does not connect with a nine to hit. The larger trog then is going to, as a bonus action, um, he is going to smack the little guy next to him. And uh, that creature then looks even more emboldened, kind of a, uh, you know, smacked him on the back of the head and told him to fight harder. And then it's, uh, the large creature's action, he is going to swing with both hands at Hein as well. That definitely hits with a 16 plus 5. So Hein is going to take 6 points of damage, and he is going to strike... Oh, no, wait. Uh, two targets, so never mind. He hits uh, Hein for 6 points of damage. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hein kind of oofs as it impacts with his armor. Uh, he's wearing a chain shirt, but it doesn't help a whole lot with the, the weight of that massive club. We then move on to Hein himself. Hein is going to go ahead and uh, once again smack at one of the smaller ones. Uh, you do see his familiar, though, fly around to the backside of the large trog 
and uh, kind of harass it a little bit. Um, so on your turn, Lydia, you will have advantage. Um, so he swings at the little one, and that hits. Oh, wait. No, that is off by one point. So uh, he swings, and that little trog just ducks out of the way right underneath that warhammer as it goes right clean over his head. We then move on to you, Finn. Alright, so I will take a shot again. Um, this is... So I have advantage, and this is... I have, So if I'm shooting the same one again, do I have advantage, or do I have to hide first? Uh, no, you would automatically have advantage because of the uh, familiar is using the help action to give you advantage. Gotcha. Okay. I will go ahead and take the shot then. That is a natural 20. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, using one of the special arrows or the regular one? The regular arrow. All right. Go ahead and roll that damage. I almost guarantee you're going to end it. That is... Oh goodness. Okay. It's going to be a 31. Oh, oh, goodness. That trog, you catch him square in his right eye, and he roars, throwing the club kind of off towards you a little bit as he puts his hands to his head and falls back to the ground. The little trog next to him looks around very, very frantically, uh, in a panic almost, uh, seeing its leader has died. Anything as a bonus uh, action? Uh, bonus action? I am going to hide again. Okay. You duck back behind those rocks. Go ahead and give me that roll. Uh, that is 27. Okay, yeah. You are very, very stealthy. You kind of shift over to the right a little bit behind where the uh, rocks have kind of uh, uh, flowed a little bit more naturally, and you hide behind there very, very easily. Um, the It is now the trog's turn. The trog is going to kind of take a step back and then bolt to try and get out of there. Pioneer is going to make an attack of opportunity against it and rolls a natural one. He goes to swing his war club and steps on the body of one of the fallen trogs and kind of rolls his ankle a little bit and the swing goes wide as this trog darts off down the way. Uh, it's going to use its uh, action to dash, so it is 60 feet further on, so it would now be about 120 feet away from you, Lydia. Um, it is then Hein's turn. Hein is going to, uh, run over to where that orc fell and, uh, stabilize it and, uh, kind of start dragging him back towards where you guys were. On to you, Fem. I take out my longbow and I'm lining up the shot and I will hesitate and I will drop the shot. I will let this thing flee for its life without shooting it in the back. Alright. Um, there, there are no more targets aside from the fleeing truck? No, not that you can see anywhere. Alright, so I will run over to uh, rejoin uh, my companion. Alright, as you get up to Hine, you can see that the orc is completely unconscious, but alive at least. Um, there are seven other orcs that are definitely dead, uh, laying around. You can hear coming from behind uh, where you got, where the portal would have put you. Uh, you can hear some shouting and whatnot in Orcish uh, as large orcs in armor all start kind of pouring out of this tunnel. Uh, it's about 300 feet away from where you would be. You can hear them start coming okay. down. Uh, you don't um, think they're going to be friendly. Okay, I will use my movement and my bonus action to move and dash 
so it's 80 feet and then I will use my action to if this orc is within range can I administer a healing potion oh yes very easily you're able to uh, dump the potion down his throat so that will be 6 points of healing to this unconscious orc Okay, he coughs up a little bit and starts growling and whatnot in Orc and kind of looks at you guys very confusedly um, and then switches to Common and says, Thank you. That was not what was expected to happen. Oh, of, of course. You were very brave. You all were. Thank you, pretty elf. Oh, well, I'm... Yes, right. Um, you're, are your friends over there going to be angry with us? Uh, what, uh, tone would your skin be? Would it be more of a pale peach color or more of a, uh, like a night elf type World of Warcraft blue or anything like that? Or would you be very, you know, human colored for lack of a better term? It's, uh, pale peach leaning, you know, a bit more sort of Mirkwood. Okay, he would say then... Uh, no, hopefully not. Your tall friend is strange, but we always have been allies with the Blood Elves, so you will be fine. I have to say, your sickness has really added to the Orc voice. (laughs) Okay, Uh, would you stick around for the Orc reinforcements to go, or would you shimmy through the portal that you came through before the rest of the Orcs hit you? I would say we've lingered enough. We don't need to interfere anymore. Let us be off and close this portal for any more trouble. Okay, as you start running back, uh, you can see the orcs start shouting and pulling out their axes and whatnot, unsure of of your very tall friend behind you. And uh, they are, of course, far enough away that they won't be able to reach you if you dive through the portal. You do see, as you're running, though, that large club that uh, the trog was carrying does kind of have a weird feel to it. Um, It is definitely better than average. Uh, Would you swoop down and pick it up as you ran? Or tell Hind you or anything? Oh, yeah. I'll I'll point it out to him, and I'll keep going. (laughs) Okay. He uh, then fares the, or tells the orc, uh, uh, good luck in battle kind of a thing, and then charges after you, picking up the club as uh, he dives through the portal with you. Would you then uh, just take up another hiding spot waiting for orcs to come through, or what would you do? Because he would immediately uh, want to pull out the crystal and start closing that. Ah, they're going to start charging through. (laughs) They're far enough away. If they do start charging through, it'll be right towards the tail end of that ritual. And there's... Okay, and there's not much... Negotiating to be had with all. Yeah, you're not sure. They seem pretty aggressive towards uh, your your ally, but to you, he seemed. No, I don't want to say uh, he was kind of reverent of you, but he definitely looked at you with an air of mysticism. Okay, um, I'll. S- I will keep in mind how long it took for the last one. Oh, I could try and no, that would that would risk me getting trapped on the other side. So. Um, I will allow him to start closing it, but I won't hide this time. I will be right by the portal if anyone comes through. Okay, yeah, he begins closing the portal, and the first, um, 
third of the ritual, nothing really happens, but you can hear lots of growling and grunting and that kind of stuff. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then at that point, a orc head would kind of pop out. It would be a different orc than what you saw, but he's kind of looking around and he would see you and step through. The portal at this point is getting a little bit shifty, but, um, he would ask you, uh, is this the Eversong Woods? Uh, no. You're in a different dimension right now. And I'm afraid if you don't step back through where you came, you might be trapped here. Uh, I would recommend turning around as quickly as possible. Uh, oh, okay. And he kind of walks back through the portal very, very confusedly right as it closes around him. And everything goes silent once again. All right. Yes, your friend Hein is is definitely a little bit not taken aback, but he definitely didn't expect that and just kind of shakes his head at uh, this whole affair, saying these portals are becoming more and more unstable as we go. I worry what the third one is going to be. Well, I mean, it couldn't get any worse. Oh. <laughs> No, wait, I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Okay, never mind. He shakes his head and says famous last words. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, did you need any healing at all? Uh, he says that he took a little bit of a blow, but he should be okay. He, uh, with a short rest, he'll be totally fine. Okay, just pace yourself. Okay, yeah, you guys uh, sit down, camp. He breaks out uh, the rations that, <clears throat> excuse me, he breaks out some of the rations that he brought with him, and uh, you guys take about an hour to rest. Uh, he, wow, that put him exactly up to what he needed to be full. So oh. he is totally ready to go then. Um, if you are ready to go, he says, then let's continue on. Yeah, I'm untouched, so I will continue on. All right, you guys continue on, and as you get up to this third portal, um, you're able to see from a distance, uh, it's about four or five hours till sunset, you can see that um, there is some sort of strange creature outside of this next blue portal. It's almost... Well, go ahead and roll me a D... Uh, let me see how many options I got here. Uh, seven. So go ahead and roll me a D8. I have a five. All right. You see this creature. It is about the size of a... Um, like a German Shepherd, a larger dog, um, but it is insectoid and reptilian in nature. It is got kind of a hard chitinous shell, but is larger than any insect you've ever seen, and has large mandibles out front, and it's kind of loosely hopping around a little bit, I'm kind of scurrying very quickly and then stopping and then scurrying and going back and forth kind of that way. A very, very odd creature. Go ahead and roll me a nature check to see if you've ever encountered anything like this before. Uh, cool. First off, I am so appreciative that someone said chitin instead of just uh, that is a 14. A 14. You have never encountered this creature before, but it it feels very wrong to you. It feels like it should not be here. Um, and it doesn't look terribly dangerous necessarily, but it does look very, very fast. Uh, Hein says that you're definitely going to have to dispatch it before you can close the portal. And if there's one this close, he's really worried about what could be on the other side. I am going to 
recommends to him that he stay back um, uh, until we try and close and we will move up as soon as he, he I will give him a signal as soon as it's clear for him to move up and then I will watch him um, for now that I'll get him to stay back I will find a position um, so I'll try and stealthily find some cover um, without it noticing yeah, you're far enough back. You'd still be, you know, 120, 100, uh, yeah, about 100, 120 feet away. So you're very easily okay. able to find a large tree or something to hide behind. Oof, that is not a good stealth roll. Oh, that is a 13. No, yeah, it wouldn't notice you at all. Okay, I will take my shot now because I have advantage. Okay. okay. Uh, this will be with a random elemental error. All right. So. Advantage. Pew! That is 23 to hit. Yes, you pin it exactly. Well, you pin it by a long oh. ways, but you know what I mean. Yep. Um, and then I roll a d6. Yes. That is two. A two. Um, the damage on that shot was 14. As this arrow lodges into this creature, a blinding light bursts from it, and it almost disintegrates into dust particles. All right, at that point, uh, Hein pulls out his uh, warhammer and slowly starts approaching, very concerned. Would you follow him, or would you, um, what would you do? I will give him the signal to go forward, but I will keep my vantage point here, and I'll try and still... All right, he's worried and says, don't worry about him uh, if it ends up, if creatures, you know, attack, don't worry about him. Just do your best to to keep them at bay. Uh, he can take the hits if he has to, but just keep as many of these creatures away from escaping as possible. The last thing we need is some sort of unknown incursion uh, to happen. Yes, uh, understood. Um, all right, so I rolled a 25 on stealth, so okay. I disappear. All right, yes, you are completely hidden behind this tree. He approaches and gets within his 20 feet, pulls out the crystal, and slowly starts chanting. As he does... Yes, as he does, two more of those kind of weird creatures burst out of this portal and charge. Go ahead and roll initiative. You'll get your sneak attack. Or your surprise round. Initiative. Uh, That is a 15. Okay. Hein did a little bit better uh, than last time. He got a 12. So then it will go Fim, uh, Hein, and these unknown creatures. So these uh, creatures burst towards him right as uh, he begins chanting. Go ahead and loose your arrow. Okay. Uh, this shot. That is a 25 to hit. Just a regular arrow. Yes, that hits. Okay. And so it's 17 damage. Okay. It falls to the ground. What's Two it? force damage, if it's relevant. Okay. Uh, it, it doesn't have any kind of weird resistances, luckily, but it lodges into the side of this creature's neck, and it falls to the ground. The other one doesn't even slow down as it approaches Hein. Hein is going to go ahead then, and... Oh, anything as a bonus action? Yeah, I'll, I'll just hide again. Okay, go ahead and roll that. Uh, that is not good. Um, that is going to be Oh, God. 15. Okay. Uh, right now, the one is focused on Hein, so I'll roll it if yeah. uh, it focuses on anybody else. 
So uh, he goes ahead and he's going to swing one-handed. He has disadvantage since he's trying to focus on this crystal. Oh, and that will still hit, luckily. I uh, rolled a nat 20 and a 14. So <laughs> still hits even with disadvantage. Uh, he does 10 points of damage total, and the creature falls to the ground dead. He continues to channel this spell, and two more of those creatures, along with a really grotesque, bulbous, green-looking one, emerge from this and start charging towards him. Fim, it is your turn. Alright, I will take an elemental error, uh, and I will target it at the bulbous... Okay. The ugly one. <laughs> okay. Oh, that is a... That's gonna be a ten... Not quite enough. It lodges into the ground right in front of where that creature was starting to roll almost towards him. Ah. All right. Uh, bonus action hide again. Um, yeah. I want to hide again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. Um, yeah, it's going to be 13. 13. All right. Um, one of them, yes, one of them does spot you and will begin to look towards you and advance on its turn. Hein is going to kind of haphazardly one-handed swing again. That will not hit with a two and a three. (laughs) So then we move on to the enemies. The one little creature advances on Hein, one of the regular little ones, and stabs him with these claw-like protrusions out front. That does not hit with a 14. And then the large, round, bulbous one is going to advance as well. It gets right up next to him and begins kind of biting at him, but it doesn't look very effective. That one will hit, though, uh, with a 20, not that. And as it does bite him, uh, dealing four points of damage, it kind of begins to bubble and and where it bites kind of begins to bubble and fizz on his armor and whatnot, almost as if it's being eaten away a little bit. All right, we then move on to uh, you again, Fim. Okay. I see the one coming towards me. I'm going to ignore it, and I'd like to shoot one of the ones currently attacking my companion. All right, the round bulbous one or uh, the other little one? I'll, I'll go for the bulbous one again. All right. Uh, it's going to be a 14. Yes, that will hit. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so it'll be 18 damage. Okay, as you, it, the arrow punctures this creature, it explodes in this acidic green uh, acid as it hits both him and the creature next door. Let's see... Neither one got out of the way, so this acid hits them both very squarely, and both will take... Ouch! 11 points of damage. The little ally next to uh, the... or the little creature next to this bulbous thing uh, expires, and you hear Hein roar out in pain as this acid eats away slowly at him. He manages to maintain uh, the ritual, and you see the portal is beginning to waver a little bit. Um, We then, uh, bonus action, are you going to hide? Oh, or uh, what would you like to do with that creature in front of you? 
Um. I am going to, as a bonus section, do. I can't hide from it because it can see me. Yeah. Um. So I am going to <coughs> nothing. I will do nothing. Okay. It is back to, or it is, uh, let's see, they just, you just went, so it is Hein's turn. Hein is going to continue channeling this, and, uh, he pulls out a potion from his pack and downs a potion vial, and that will heal him six points of damage. So he's back above bloodied, but not by a whole lot, and, uh, he's just gonna continue to channel. You see that the portal is getting ever are even more unstable than it was before. Uh, we then move on to the enemy's turn. Two more creatures of those small ones burst forth from the portal and advance on Hein, as well as a very large-looking creature with size almost on its uh, forearms, kind of serpentine almost, begins to emerge from the portal. It is not quite through, but very, very close. Uh, the two small creatures are able to get up to Hein, and uh, that is their deal. And then the one continues to advance towards you. He would be about, let's see what their movement speed is, 40, so he would ran last round, ran this round, so he would be about 20 to 30 feet away from where you are, right? And it is on to your turn. Okay, so, sorry, how far was it away from me? About 20 to 30 feet. We'll call it 25. Um, I'll... Just stand up from my cover, and I'll shoot at um, one of the creatures currently attacking Hein, just to, um, so that I can get sneak attack on it for being in contact. Awesome. <clears throat> um, sh- 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 that will be a twenty-two to hit. Yes, very much so. It's just a regular arrow. Just kind of clarify. Okay. Uh, and that'll be fourteen damage. Okay. That is significant. That kills the creature outright, and it falls to the ground next to its allies. Okay. Um, as, so, I am going to use my movement to move for 40 feet, avoiding this creature charging at me. All right. Are you going to kind of go to the side, uh, or are you going to back up, or kind of what direction will you be moving? I'm going towards the combat on a sort of diagonal. Okay. Um... And so I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of no man's land, I suppose, between my cover and uh, the actual combat. Yeah, you'd probably be about 40 feet away from this creature, kind of cut and diagonal. I uh, guess, and oh. that'll end my turn. All right, then. Uh, we move on to Hein. Hein is going to, his eyes getting huge, cries out, We need to stop that side creature! And he swings kind of haphazardly at the small critter in front of him. Oh, I would have hit if I didn't have disadvantage. Uh, so that misses with a 10. We then move on to those creatures. The little one is going to attack. Oh, and then it continues to channel, and the portal is almost ready to close. As soon as this creature, the large one, moves either forward or backwards, it will snap shut. So this uh, tiny little creature uh, attacks and misses with a nat 1. And the other one approaches you running full speed, 40 feet, and attacks you, Finn. I'm going to use a reaction. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to use Skirmisher, so as soon as it comes to the 5 feet of me, I go 20 feet 
um, in the opposite direction as a reaction because I'm a scout. Okay, it bites at thin air as you were just disappear from where you were. We then, uh, oh, and now to the large creature. The large creature finally finishes pushing its way through that that portal and roars out. Let's see here. It is going to go ahead and launch two spikes, one at Hein and one at you. So the one at Hein definitely hits and will deal 10 points of damage to Hein. Hein is definitely not looking good. It will shoot another spike at you, Lydia. That one will likely hit with a 16. It just hits. Okay. And you will take 12 points of damage from that. Hein is going to shout out after taking that hit. We need to get out of here and get reinforcements. And it is on to you, Fim. Okay, so that's coming from the big creature. Big creature. Yes, the big okay. creature is the one that shot you with the spike. Uh, is it currently in contact, like, within five feet of Hein? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Hein would have commanded his familiar to go back there, so you would have an ally there within five feet. Okay. All right, I will go ahead and I'm going to take a shot at it. Alright. I will take a shot. I will use an elemental error, the last one of the five. And. Yep, alright. Just take my shot. It's not good. That's going to be a 15. 15 does not quite hit. It Ah. pings off of one of its chitinous plates and falls to the ground. Uh, What was the elemental type, just for uh, shits and giggles? It was going to be A1, so... Okay, it burns and lights a little bit of a fire in the brush that goes out after a few seconds. All right, we then move on to... Oh, uh, bonus action, Lydia. Yeah. Um, okay, so he's struggling to get out of here. I'm going to move closer to the combat. Okay. Not within, within 10 feet of them, but I'm going to get close enough, and I'll put away my longbow. Okay. Uh, getting about how close? Uh, he would be, see, about 60 to 80 feet away from where you are right now. I, I have 40 feet movement, 80 with dash, so um, I should be easy to be able to get um, just 10 feet shy of the... Okay, yep, you are very easily able to get up to there. Uh, it is now Hein's turn. Hein is going... Um, oh, go ahead. No, uh, just as I'm going up, it's like, okay, yes, we'll come back later. All right. Hein is going to make one last swing at this little creature that's there. And... Oh, yeah. He doesn't have disadvantage because he is no longer channeling. That definitely hits and deals. 11 points of damage with that one. And it ends that small creature. He then looks at you with eyes... Well, he's got a mask on. But he looks at you and you hear some gravitas in his voice as he says, I'm about to over-channel this crystal. When it explodes, it will take everything within 60 feet of it. We need to keep this large creature within that range for the next two, uh, well, it wouldn't be seconds-wise, we'll go like, for the next 15 seconds is all we need. Oh, joy. 
<laughs> okay, he then backs off and tells you to run backwards, and you guys would be able to move 30 feet um, back. He would kind of go along with you um, when that happens. Uh, so you guys are currently about 20 feet away from the portal. You need to stay within thir- uh, 40 feet of where you are now. We then move on to the other creatures. That one little one bounds towards you and gets uh, about 20 feet away from where you are. The large creature is once again going to shoot two spikes at you guys. That one will miss uh, Hein with a 9, and that one will miss you, I believe, with a 14. Yes, that'll miss. All right. We then move on to uh, your turn, Fim. Okay. I'll take my long go back out, and uh, there's no cover, so uh, wait, is there any light? Oh, no, they can see me. Uh, right. Um... <laughs> There would be bushes and trees all over this zone, so you could kind of get behind a tree to get half cover if you would like. I I have Mask of the Wilds. Oh, awesome. Water, which means I can attempt to hide even if I'm lightly obscured. Yeah, you would very easily be able to find large shrubs, bushes, um, fallen trees and whatnot. You'd be able to find cover within 20 feet of here. Okay. I will slide into cover there, and I will take... Um, I will quickly stealth as a bonus action. Alright. That'll be a 22 on our. Yes, 22. Alright. Plus 8. Um, and then I will uh, take out my longbow, aim a shot at uh, the guy of the small one. He's at the small one. I'll shoot at the big guy. Alright. Normal shot. God damn it, I wish I'd forked out those stupid arrows now. <laughs> Alright. And you would have advantage on this one um, for one because you're hiding and two because of the familiar. Natural 20. Ooh, all right. You might just kill okay. this yet. Six. All right, six. 17 plus 23, 26, 28 damage. Oh, my goodness. It is very close uh, to approaching bloody. <laughs> just bloody damn it yeah. <laughs> on to Hein just so you know this is supposed to be a deadly encounter this one so on oh. to Hein Hein is going to continue channeling all this energy into the crystal you see the crystal is beginning to fracture uh, very little at a time uh, because of how much energy is in it he says that he's going to throw it next round, or throw it in just a few seconds, and then we need to take off running. And uh, then we'll move on to the enemy's turn. Ugh. The little guy approaches and attacks Hein from the side. That will luckily not get through Hein's armor. So he's chomping away at this chain shirt, or at Hein's uh, armor, not able to quite break through. And Hein just completely ignores it as he pushes more and more magic into this crystal. And the large, psi-armed creature shoots two more spikes at you guys, one at each. Oh, wait, he's got to spot you first, doesn't he? Yeah. That will fail, so two of these spikes are going to go towards Hein. I kind of wish one was going towards me now. I don't want him to die. <laughs> Luckily, he's got a 18 for AC, so he's not doing too bad. Alright. One of those will hit, the other one will not. 
Oh man, luckily I rolled two twos. So that is only eight. That is only eight points of damage. Or excuse me, seven points of damage. So he's holding on by a couple of points. We then move on to Finn. Ah, okay, I will... Uh, so there's currently two creatures. There's the big mama, and then there's the pets, little dog thing. Yes. Uh, are there more? Okay. Yeah, the I'm portal closed right after that big one got through, so no new ones have service. Yeah, as much as I want to take the credit for killing that giant thing, I will shoot the small thing that's attacking... Alright. Um, I will hide first, though. Okay. It's 18. And then I will take a shot. That's 13 plus 6, so 9. What was that? 19. 19, yes, that definitely hits. Okay. That's uh, 5... 16 points of damage. Yes, that was more than enough uh, than what you needed. This creature expires with an arrow right into the side of its neck. <sighs> okay. Uh, in my turn. Okay. We then move on to Hein. Hein shouts, Go! And lobs this crystal at where the portal once was, right behind that, that large, psi-armed creature. And he turns and runs. So he would get just past where you are. Um, that would put him then... Let's see, you guys were 20 and then he moved back. So that would put him about 50 feet away from the portal. You about 40 feet. Um, he says you need to step back just a little bit before it explodes. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and take out of combat at this point. You are able to back up about 5-10 feet and watch as this bright blue, almost blue-white color just envelops this whole area with this humming-type noise, and everything goes completely silent as that light dissipates back into where that crystal was thrown. Everything is just gone, almost as if the disintegration spell had been cast in a sphere here. Nothing remains. He then wipes his brow, which is covered with a mask, so it doesn't really do any good, and says, I believe that's enough fun for today. We should... Hurry back to town before anything else pops up. Right. We must... Our cultures must have a very different idea of fun. That's <laughs> understood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he does say that he could use a quick rest, and after a quick short rest, um, just, you know, drinking some water, you know, toweling off the sweat, you know, picking up anything that may have been dropped, uh... You guys are able to then uh, easily venture back, getting back to the Fayport right as the sun has set. He uh, then leads you to the tavern that you met at last time, buys you a round or a meal or anything that you want to drink for the help, and uh, congratulates you on uh, helping him do this and on that fantastic uh, kill that you got with the large trog down in the uh, tunnels. I'm just here to be excessively humble and go, no, it's really, I just helped. <laughs> I stood the back, I hid behind rocks and trees, and you did most of the work. I'm just an escort. You think you see a little bit of a blush underneath the mask, but you're not 100% sure. Um, he does no. say that the uh, club that he picked up from that large trog 
is exquisite and has some magical properties about it. Uh, he would gladly give it to you or pay you uh, a portion of what it's worth uh, if you don't have any use for it. I personally don't have any use for a club, and if you're truly interested in it, consider it a gift. Oh, he is very, very grateful uh, that you would give him that, and as such, he gives you this this necklace. Um, it's a almost like an amulet pendant type thing, and on it, it's almost a likeness of his mask, um, but not, not 100%. It's more of a... Uh, I don't want to say like a talisman or a holy symbol, but it would be kind of godly looking, almost as if it's a statue or a pendant of some sort of divine being. And he hands it to you in exchange and says, this comes from the world that I come from. And as a token of friendship and for the gift that you have given me, I give you this pendant. And he shakes your hand once again. Oh, oh, good grip. I examine it, kind of look at it, and I just look at him and just go, this is not going to get me thrown out as a heretic or anything. He chuckles a little bit and says, no, no, no. This will give you a better understanding of some of the magical flows around you. We feel magic as you would feel a breeze, and this will impart a little bit of that upon you. Ominous. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm... Right, I'm very appreciative. Thank you um, for this gift. I'll put it around my neck. Okay. He would explain... Yes, he would explain to you uh, how it works uh, before retiring for the night. Um, And then, of course, you would have been paid. uh, uh, You guys would have stopped by the Mages Guild, and each of you would have been given 20 gold pieces um, in a bag. Uh, But you would... He would have um, explained to you that there is a command word on the backside, and when you say it, it will light up all of the magic right in your immediate vicinity. So it operates as the detect magic spell. You can use it once per day. Cool. All right, then. He would then uh, wish you well, uh, say that he is going back to where he came from as soon as this gets, uh, as soon as the morning gets and he gets a good night's sleep and uh, parts ways with you there. Is there anything else you would like to do before we end this session? I go for my usual rounds and I premises, and I return back. Beyond that, I am quite content. All right. Thank you very, very much, Lydia, for joining me for this episode. This was definitely a lot of fun. The Tangle, the Fae, the Elves, all that is kind of my favorite generic setting, so this was a lot of fun to, to run, even though it wasn't a stereotypical generic-type adventure. Go ahead, then, and any last comments you want to say, go ahead. If not, say goodbye, and we'll end it here. Oh. Oh, just uh, thank you so much for having me on, and um, it's it's been just a, a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, you and other guys here, and I, I, I highly recommend them. Thank you very, very much, Lydia, and hopefully you'll be able to join us very soon for our first group game that we will be starting. <laughs> thank you very much, Lydia. Thank you for listening to this introduction of The Chaos Plan. Hopefully, we will be very soon starting to record the full games, and once we do, they will be available for listening up on our Patreon account. We hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I know this is a ton of fun for us here, 
and we are open to bringing in absolutely anybody that wants to. Just join our Patreon account, and we promise that you will be a part of the Chaos Plan game. You will get an intro mission like this, and then at least one group mission, and when scheduling works out with everybody, we can get multiple groups going, as this isn't going to be one continual storyline. This is going to be a series of one-shots that all meld together into an overarching idea and campaign. So if this is something that interests you, if there's a homebrew you really want to play, if there's a class, a race, something that really resonates with you you, that you think would be a lot of fun to bring here, we encourage you to join the Patreon, put it up, and we will make it happen. Uh, You will also get a custom magic item that will grow with you throughout the campaign, and you can help use that item to shape the adventure in what you do. So if this is something that you feel interests you, please, please, please join our Patreon account and we would be more than happy to get you on the show here. To do that, go to patreon.com slash adventuringguild and I hope to see you there.